Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. Okay, so today we're talking about Some Assembly Required, which is <laughs> uh, season two, episode two. Yeah. So what did you think? I mean, we can get into it after, mm-hmm. but I, my overall impressions were it was good. It had, um, yeah, good things happening in it. Yeah, I forgot kind of how good this episode was because it has been a long time since I've watched this one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's the banter and, like, so funny, like, yes. well-written. Like, this, this was, like, kind of touched, even though I thought the plot was better on Never Kill a Boy in a First Date. This has that, like, another, like, that one of those, like, buffy Similar. somethings. Mm-hmm. Like, it just has the similar feeling, too. It had a lot of really good lines in it, actually. Yeah, really funny. It was hard to pick my favorite line, to be honest. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so Some Assembly Required aired on September 22nd, 1997. And it was written by Ty King and directed by Bruce Seth Green. So he's returning for another episode. The synopsis is, when the body parts of dead girls are discovered missing from their graves, Buffy and her posse, stop saying posse, please, and her posse (laughs) discover that the parts are being used to carry the perfect woman, with the final touch being Cordelia's head. Meanwhile, Giles finally musters the nerve to ask fellow teacher Miss Calendar out on a date, and Angel admits his jealousy over the amount of time Buffy spends with Xander. Oh, wow, that actually said all that in the plot synopsis? Damn, okay, I could have just read that before I watched it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is from like BuffyFandom.com. So it's not like Hulu said nothing. Yeah, no, Hulu's gonna have. Maybe I should start. I don't know. Maybe I should look around and see what has who has the best synopsises. That was a good one, actually. But no, I think that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, So this is not something you would want to read before you saw the episode. Obviously, (laughs) maybe it is. Some some of us like spoilers, Ashley. Yeah, I I am very spoilery, but I'm trying to like preserve (laughs) your innocence. My Buffy innocence. Yeah. My, oh, no. My Buff innocence. Like, I don't think spoilers.com or spoiler.com or whatever it was was around when Buffy was on. But, like, when I watched, like, Once Upon a Time, I would be on there all the time, like, over the break, like, as soon as they started filming, just, like, see spoilers. I was always very spoiler-oriented, like, production spoilers. <laughs> like, funny. yeah, I was always, like, way to spo- I just couldn't wait. <laughs> oh, and speaking of spoilers, I've been meaning to bring this up. It's nothing you will know, but I'm just curious if anyone else knew about this, speaking of spoilers. So while I was watching Buffy, I don't even know how I found it, but it was something called the Wild Feed. It was on some random website. I don't even remember what the website was, but that was what it was called. And basically this person, I think, worked at a local affiliate or whatever, like TV station. And I think Buffy would come in on a Sunday morning and it would like run in the in the in the station and then it would be put out on Tuesday to like wherever that was. Like the local affiliate, like would run Buffy, like their new episode. Okay. So this person, I don't know when they watched it, but they would post it on Sundays. They would transcribe the whole episode. Oh my god. And post it on the internet on Sundays. How did they have time for that? I don't know. I like, guess so they just watched it and took notes. It wasn't like every single line. It was like the plot. Okay, okay, okay. It wasn't okay. like you know, like a script. It wasn't verbatim, but they would just like say everything that happened. And I would print that out every Sunday and I would know what was going to happen in the episode on Tuesday. And I couldn't, couldn't help myself. (laughs) I was that like, just had to know. 
And I have a, I don't remember really like specific moments of reading each episode or anything, but I do remember sitting in my computer chair in the kitchen because that's where you had your computer set up in your kitchen back in the day <laughs> at our like family com- desktop, right? Our family <laughs> Dell. And I was printed it out and I was reading it. I was sitting in that chair and I read the season finale of season five and I was shook. I was like, this cannot be true. Like, this is wrong. Oh. Oh. Like, this is, I was so shocked and upset. <laughs> Wait, what happens at the end of the I season? I can't tell you. Obviously. But and there's still two more seasons after that, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I remember sitting there specifically reading that one, that wild Did feed. it make you cry? Yeah. Oh, somebody dies. Okay. All right. Interesting. I was, I was like this, what? No. You can't be Buffy because she's the main character. What? I, I remember sitting there and like being in shock reading it there. And then I watched it and I was like, it's real. It was like, oh. even though I figured because every other episode they had posted was like accurate. Yeah. But I was like in denial. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, so if anyone else, I never even remember talking about the wild feed to anybody. So if anybody else, like, got that wild feed online, let me know. I'd really curious if anybody else, like, had experienced it. I don't even know how I found it. It was must have been, like, a deep cut Buffy thing on some, like, boards, like, Buffy boards or something, like, message boards. I don't even know how I came across it. But, yeah, I, talk, I was very much into the spoilers. I would not wait until Tuesday. I would know on Sunday <laughs> what was going to happen. Sorry if you can, I'm going to try to edit it out, but sorry if you can hear the landscapers outside my window. I've closed everything. Yeah, they are doing the hedges of all the bushes and stuff. So I will try to put some denoise on this entire thing um, and hopefully they go away. All right. But now get into the episode. Okay, let's do it. Some assembly required. So I couldn't believe it. I think I yelled when I say, I said in my notes, I said, my God. New opening with Giles. Oh, yeah. That was kind of weird. I was like, guys, we get it. Yeah, I don't think we need that. Yeah. And then we, got, we got a new, va- we, got a, uh, we got a revamped one. I mean. With Giles narrating instead of the rando <laughs> about Buffy, what who Buffy is, whatever. I guess, like, it's no. a big, maybe new people are coming onto this season because it's mm. the beginning of a second season. Okay. Oh, I didn't I just, enjoy it. I don't know why they annoy me so much, right. but they do. So I, like, lifted my fist to the heavens and shook it in anger. But it made it a little better because Giles at least was the one narrating it. So mm-hmm. that, that helped soften the blow. That. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we are in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Buffy is playing with a yo-yo sitting he's on alone. top of... She's alone on top sitting of a on grave. Top of grave. <laughs> yeah, sitting on top of a grave hanging out, which is reminiscent to me of the panel in the Haunted Mansion, which I did not think of until just now, in the stretching room for anybody that's... What? Also a Disney fan. Oh, okay. There's a woman sitting on top of a grave kind of sideways like that, like like Buffy. And I just brought, she's holding a flower, I think, not using a yo-yo. But that just, that image brought it to mind. Don't know if that's connected or not. Uh, Buffy, yeah, what if he's waiting for a vampire to rise and Angel shows up? He sneaks up on her. He sneaks up on her, yeah. And says, you know, she's waiting for a vampire to rise. And he says, oh, are you alone? She's like, yeah, why? And nobody's nobody's with you, like um, I don't know, Xander. Xander. She's like, no. Why are you jealous? I love that. And of course, he's like, me jealous? No, no, Xander. Yeah, no, he's denying it and says that Xander's just a kid. He's just a kid, which pisses Buffy off because obviously they're the same age, in the same grade. Yeah. And 
she's she's really annoyed and is kind of like wants him to confess that he's actually jealous and she's mm-hmm. mad about referring to because he's acting jealous. Yeah, because he is. <laughs> and they're in the middle of it. And the vampire jumps up because they aren't paying attention and attacks them. Mm-hmm. And Buffy can't find her stake because he kind of knocks Buffy over. No. And the vampire comes at them with a shovel, <laughs> which he totally lays out Angel with. Yeah. He gets, he gets yeah, the, he did. He knocked him. He gets the, like, shovel part of it to the face and Angel is like, bam, out. <laughs> and Buffy uses that. She breaks it or it gets broken. And it she, gets broken and she yeah. stakes him with it. She stakes him with the end of the, yeah, yeah. That's one of our clever stakings. Unconventional staking of the episode. That's right. Um, and stakes him with the, like, severed edge of the handle. The Angel's like, I should I should just leave. I shouldn't have come here. He starts to leave, and Buffy says, you can't get rid of me that fast. It's hard, a lot harder to get rid of me than that or something. And then immediately falls into an open grave. Which is not, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, it is not the first time this will happen to a character. You know, there's <laughs> open graves around Sunny, Sunnydale. You have, sometimes you fall into them. Another character falls into an open grave as well, and it's just as funny as when Buffy does it. Probably more <laughs> funny. So, yes, Buffy falls into an open grave, into an open casket. Yeah, yeah. So at least she had a like, nice comfy fall into like, a nice pillowed coffin. And Angel comes over. He's like, are you okay? And he's like, well, I guess there's another vampire running around. And Buffy kind of surveys the scene and thinks, he says, no, this person was taken. They were dragged. Dragged out of there, yeah. Yeah. And they see that it was a girl's grave. And she finds a shoe, a miscellaneous shoe laying in the grass. And they say that, yeah, she was, she was dragged. So this was a grave robbing, not a vampire rising. Right. In the library... Buffy and Xander walk in on Giles so, practicing. I got it. I got this wrong. Obviously, he wasn't dancing. Um, he was practicing pickup lines. Yeah, from <clears> very Ms. badly, very badly from his calendar. I told you you would like the answer. So cute. And like, what's not to like about this? this is my favorite scene. He's adorable. Like talking to an empty chair. Giles is trying to practice asking out Jenny, and it's so <laughs> cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. Kills me. Because he's really thinking about it. And I love when um, Buffy's like, why don't you just say, I have a thing. You have a thing. Maybe we could have a thing. And yeah. this is, so I have two favorite lines. I, I couldn't decide, but this is my, one of my favorite lines. And he comes back with, thank you, Cyrano. So if anybody's yes. familiar with Cyrano, Cyrano de Bergerac, that's actually mm-hmm. also one of my favorite plays. So that I love that little nod to that. That was mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, we read that in high school. Um, oh, really? They made you read it in high school? Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's a play basically just, I'll just give a little synopsis for people that, where uh, this guy has a huge nose. And he's not, he's not conventionally attractive. Yeah, he's not conventionally attractive, even though he says he can pleasure two, like, he can pleasure two a minute once because he has a big nose. And so, you know, that could be a plus for him. Mm-hmm. And he is in love with this girl named Roxanne, right? Roseanne? Roxanne? It's Roxanne, right? Rosalind? Anyway. No, that's from Shakespeare. Yes, Roxanne. Okay, yes. I think it's Roxanne. Don't come at yeah. me. No, it's you're not right. Roxanne. It's close you're to right. that. And she doesn't really see him that way. And there's another guy that comes to town and she likes him and he likes her. And so to kind of like the other guy talks him into like helping him like get her her. basically woo Woo her. her. So he's using all of his feelings and everything he would like to say to her. He's so poetic. Yeah. And feeding it to this guy to give to the girl that he actually likes. Right. So that's what, you know, Buffy is giving Giles' advice on what to say to this girl, even though Buffy doesn't like doesn't However, have he, feelings from his calendar. 
But I think he's being sarcastic when he says thank you. Sarah. Yes, and he is being sarcastic. Yeah, but that's like, kind of the backstory. I have of that. a thing. You have a thing. Maybe we can have a thing. <laughs> yeah, not exactly Shakespeare. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I also enjoyed that play. I remember it pretty well from from high school. So cute. Yeah. So when they come in, he jumps up and he is so like babbling, and he ends up like dropping his stuff on the ground. He's very embarrassed. Yes, trying to like pick up the shattered remains of his dignity. <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's Miss Calendar, huh? He's like, how do you, how do you know that? And Michael Buffy's like, well, it's the only woman we've ever seen speak to you. <laughs> and I also love when Xander says, and she already knows you're a school librarian, so you don't have to have that embarrassing conversation. <laughs> oh my God, that's so mean. Buffy and Xander just roast him, and it's like, I'm so here for it. And he's like, forget you guys. Forget it. Like, none of your business now. Because like, they're just like roasting him. And also when Xander says, do we have to have a talk about the birds and the bees? That stork, <laughs> yeah, that that stork thing is a smoke screen. Like, oh, <laughs> they are just killing him. And I, I it's so funny. I really liked this, them talking to him about all this. Yeah. So he's like, okay, we're going to change the subject now because I hate you both. <laughs> and he says, okay, did everything go okay last night, Buffy? And she's like, yeah, the guy showed up. We staked him. But there was an empty grave and definitely somebody was taken from it. It wasn't a rise and rise. Grave robbing. Yeah. And Giles couldn't be more excited. He sounds that interesting. Ew. Oh, grave robbing. Oh, and yes. She's like, I, get- I know you mean gross and disturbing. He's like, oh, yes. Yes. Terrible. 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 <laughs> We've seen him like all like last season and this season get so excited about something new happening. Something horribly new. Like something that's new and terrible. He just, ooh, my books, my books. I could go, like, ooh, rubbing his hands together. Like I can go consult my books. So excited for the new opportunity. And they're like, ew, what are you so excited about? Yeah, gross. Uh, Buffy says that the grave, the tombstone read Meredith Todd. And Giles said they don't really recognize the name. She was their age. And that Giles is going to tell Buff Willow to look her up on the computer. Fire up this thing is what he calls the computer. (laughs) So she can like do some digging on who Meredith Todd is. Yeah. In the hallway, we kind of catch up with Willow, and she's signing up for the science fair. Mm-hmm. And she is talking. Oh, well, Eric, a, a new character named Eric, comes up and takes her picture without her permission, which is creepy. And he says, "She's like, what are you, what are you doing?" And he's kind of looking at these other girls and look at those legs. And Willow says, uh, "No, thank you. Yeah, we'll put that away for yeah. another day." And um, <laughs> so he he's kind of just like, "We don't like Eric." Right no, away. he's kind of like, skeezy. You know, we just don't. Mm. And Chris comes up and he's another character and he's writing on the sign-up sheet and Willow wants to see what he's doing for the for the science fair. She says, you always come in first and I always come in second. So I want to see what I'm up against. And I feel like they were flirting a little bit. Thank you. I was just going to say, I ship this. Okay, because I thought something was going to come out of it until I saw what the episode like how right. it was turning and I was just yeah, like, yeah. it's a little disappointing because I was like, they would be cute. They were, I was, yeah, it was, yeah, I liked them. And they're both like smart and he's mm-hmm. cute enough. He is cute, yeah. He's cute. Mm-hmm. He's cuter than Eric. Um, cuter he's than cute Xander. and he seems to have a lot in common, he's common with Willow. Yeah, science things. Yeah, they're both really smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's smart, at least for the science fair, he beats Willow every year. He's kind of giving her advice on like how to get a do a get a good score on this sci- on your science fair project, and they're just like, and she's kind of like close to him, and like, thanks, Chris, yeah, and it's so cute. Yeah, it does seem like she's interested, and mm-hmm. he's doesn't seem unreceptive. He to seemed, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. So I was like, oh, yeah, I would have liked to see that go somewhere. Yeah, same. But 
but no. Yeah, not to be. Well, I don't know. Well, who knows? We'll see. Cordelia Buffy walks up. up. Oh, okay, yeah. first, yeah. Oh, and right. Eric is there and takes a picture of Cordy. She's like, ew, get away from me. And Cordelia writes, she's like, we have to, it's mandatory to participate in the science fair that year. And she's like, I don't think anyone should have to do any anything educational at school if they don't want to. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing ever because it's school. So <laughs> there's that. That's Cordy for you. Mm. And she writes down, tomato, vegetable or fruit is her cheese. She's do. like, I wanted I wanted to be able to do something I could do in a weekend. Yeah. She's like, hey, I know it's stupid, but I can do it in a weekend and be finished with this. <laughs> and it's just it's just so funny. Cause she's like, I know. Like I know it's not a like brilliant science or project, but I don't, I just want to like phone it in. She wants to phone it in and just say like this is what it is and that's it. So they're kind of chatting and Buffy runs up and Ooh, Eric takes says, a picture of her too. Yeah, bat signal. Yeah, she tells Willow, "Sorry, bat signal." I love so, that. Yeah, so Willow's like, "Oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. Thanks for the tip, Chris." <laughs> Eyelashes batting and runs off with Buffy. Oh, Oh and Eric kind of is like, hi, Cordelia. And she's like, yeah, get away and leaves. So yeah, not first. interested. Nope. But when they leave, Eric obviously is like into Cordelia. I think he's into anybody. Mm-hmm. But he says she would be perfect. And Chris says, that'd be crazy. She's alive. Yeah, that that's such a weird. <laughs> like, where is this going? Like, whoa. Uh oh. Yeah. Super weird. Could they have something to do with that girl out of the grave? Mm. Mm-hmm. Not a uh, not a big leap there. I thought it was interesting how they like they. I feel like you get there very quickly with this episode. Like, okay, these two are up to something. Yeah, Hopefully that's takes not a longer. Yeah, the the um the the surprise in this episode isn't that right. Yeah. Yes, there is a surprise. You're yeah, right. but I'm like, just used to waiting longer to know what's going on with who. Yeah, there's always something that you don't. Something is always not what it seems, but that's mm-hmm. not the thing. Yeah, right. That's not the. The, the thing that they're going to hide from you. Yep. In the library, Willow looks up that Meredith, Todd, and two other girls died in a car accident the week before. And that Meredith um, had a broken neck. They, they go to a different high school. Yeah, and they yeah. go to a different high school, so they didn't go to Sunny Sunnydale High. Mm-hmm. And they were on their way to a game. They were like three cheerleaders. True you see a picture of yep. them. Yeah. And so they, mm-hmm. they theorize, like, demons who eat flesh to absorb souls. Mm-hmm. Or and zombies. <laughs> yeah. Demons, flesh eating, or zombies, voodoo, within, with the zoodoo, voodoo, right. uh, voodoo. element. Yeah. Cordy walks in and wants Willow to help her with her fair project, and she says, it's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. She's like, and important little line here is that Cordelia says, I would have asked Chris, but that would bring up too many painful memories of Daryl. Oh, right, yeah. And we're like, and no one really... No, you're right. meant for us. Anything. It's meant for us, um, yeah. for the audience. And you're just like, okay. Obviously, yeah. that's a little thread that would be picked up later. Mm-hmm. They said they're going to check the other girls' graves, yeah. and they're kind of like, ooh, field trip, outing, going uh, to the graveyard. Yeah, going to the graveyard to dig up some bodies. And Cordy can't come. And Cordy says, you know what? I have. She says cheerleader practice, which is a weird way to put it, instead of cheerleading practice. But anyway, yeah. she's got something else to do. Uh, and yeah, wouldn't want to do that anyway. Clearly doesn't want to go, so yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go dig a body site with you guys. <laughs> and you know what? For once, I'm on Cordelia's side. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. In the graveyard, Xander and Giles are digging up the graves of one of the girls, <laughs> while Willow and Buffy just like lounge back girl against talk. another grave, having girl talk. <laughs> and Buffy is telling Willow about how Angel like showed up last the last night. And he's last night. jealous of Xander. He's jealous of Xander, and Willow's like, "It was because you did that sexy dance with him." 
<laughs> and she's like, he won't admit that he's jealous. And she says, oh, what was that Daryl? Like, what what was the Daryl thing that oh, yeah. Cordelia said? Yeah. And Willow tells her that it was Chris's older brother, that he was a big deal at the school, like a big football player. All the girls loved him. Very popular. And that he died. She says she thinks rock climbing. Like he fell or something. Yeah, he fell rock climbing. And that Chris hasn't really been the same since. He's been like really withdrawn and quiet. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a big blow for the school. Because this is obviously Buffy. This is before Buffy came. Um, So, so yeah. Buffy doesn't doesn't know who Daryl was. So they finally get down to the to the coffin, and everyone's and like, no, mm, "Why don't you do wants it? To open it? Why don't you? I don't know. You you go ahead. You go ahead. And Buffy's like, guys, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, she's a slayer. She hops down there and opens it. We have this great POV shot from inside the um in the coffin opening it, and they use that in the credits and everything like that. It opens, and then we see like them looking in, but we don't see whether there's a body or not. Mm-hmm. That's just left and for then us. They for now. cut the scene. Yeah. But they do say that if there is a body, that lends to flesh eating. Mm-hmm. And, if and if there's, there's no body, no it lends to zom- the zombie Zombies. army. <laughs> zombie army. In the parking lot, Cordelia is walking out to her car after cheerleader practice, and her license plate is Queen C. Oh, I didn't see that. Nice. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, she's leaving and feels someone following her. So she's kind of, like, uncomfortable. The gr- other girls parked closer to the, the entrance, so she's kind of walking out further in the parking lot by herself. And she's kind of fiddling with her keys, trying to get them in. She drops them and it's like, oh, starting to panic. Because, uh, like, this is, like, stuff. Yeah, this is, like, thing, like, I mean, I, I'll be talking to my husband sometimes. You, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, you have to go through your shoulder all the time. You're on a walk, day or yeah. night. You're in an elevator, yeah. a parking garage, yeah. w- anywhere. Like, you, women have to be super yeah. cognizant of their surroundings. I like, actually had someone follow me the other day when I was walking my dog. Yeah. super creepy yeah like, it's scary so yep. i don't she's not overreacting she's no. in a dark parking lot by herself yeah and she's starting to panic try to keep your cool girls if anything's happens but Cordelia is scared and uh she goes under the tr- her car to get her keys because she has dropped them and she sees like a, f- a male's like feet. feet coming towards her so she runs down she, a, she runs down the down a alleyway she hi- jumps in a dumpster she hears somebody go by and so she like comes out, like looks around, is about to leave, and then oh my god, there's the person, and it's Angel. Okay, <laughs> she's like, and she says, Angel, why were you following me? Good question. Yeah. He's like, well, I didn't know if it was you at first. What does that mean? Yeah. He's like, I'm looking for Buffy. Well, he didn't think she was Buffy. Buffy's blonde. Cordelia, and she's in this cheerleading outfit. Buffy's not a cheerleader anymore. I don't know what he like. This is a bit weak. Um, like you just like what were you trying to like? Make sure she didn't get attacked by freaking her out. Why don't you just hang back until make sure she got in the car and then not come up to her? I'm like, Angel, what? This doesn't make sense. But anyway, she says, oh, Buffy's at the graveyard. And he said, oh, Buffy said she was going to have a night off. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, she lied. Can you help me out of this dumpster? And I'm free. And I, yeah, I'm, you're lucky because I'm out of, once I'm out of this dumpster, (laughs) everything's off my to-do list. (laughs) And she says, oh, hold on. My skirt is caught on something because he's going to help her out of the dumpster. And then she's like, okay. And she comes up and brings her hand up. And there's a hand, a severed hand in her yeah. hand. And she drops it and screams. Yeah, Cordy does a lot of screaming in this episode. <laughs> and she does very well. Mm-hmm. I would say Cordelia, um, sorry, um, Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter. Would have been a good, a good Would have been a good scream queen. Hmm. Like, she would have been good in, like, the scream movies or, like, any of these horror movies. Yeah. Because she's a pretty girl that can scream yeah. really well. So. Yeah. It wasn't until this episode that I thought about that. I was like, she could have been good in, like, she could have had a really good horror movie career. Yeah. 
Anyway. I mean, she kind of did. Like, Buffy and stuff is horror to a degree. <laughs> all right. In the library, uh, we find out they're all coming back in. And we find out that all the graves were empty. And so... Well, I think maybe it's zombies. Yeah, it's a zo- uh, zombie army. And But Willow says... I didn't understand. I don't know this reference, but I looked it I, I've looked it up for us, but I'm not familiar with it. She says an army of... Oh, is it really an army if it's only three or something like that? And apparently that's a, a, a reference to plan... Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is like a a movie, like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen it. I don't heard of it really, but that it's apparently same. that's a, that's a, um, so for you out there that it's an old one. I think it's black okay. and white. Interesting. Just throwing that out there. Wasn't really familiar with that. Angel and Cordelia are already in the library and Buffy and Buffy's kind of surprised to see Angel there. And like Cordy's on his arm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> She's on him, like, white on rice. Like, hanging all over him. She's like, oh, oh. Told you damsel Damsel in distress, distress, exactly. Save me, Angel. Uh, Angel, first of all, Angel seems pissed off at Buffy because, like, you were supposed to have a night off. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, something came up. Like, I am the Slayer dude. I can't just, like, plan my nights off. Like, if something comes up. And he knew, and she, like, says, oh, yeah, people have been digging up bodies. Like, he was there last night. He, He knows that people are digging up bodies. So I don't know why, like, he thinks that she's, like, lying to him or something. It's yeah, just a exactly. very weird, like, unnecessary, like, humph, harumph on Angel's behalf. Love makes you do stupid things. Mm-hmm. The wacky. The wacky, which, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, like, yeah, when they were sitting by the grave, Willow says, crazy, they're talking about Angel. She said, like, love makes you do the wacky, which we is the theme of this whole episode. <laughs> and that was my favorite line, because we do hear it again. Love makes yeah, you do the wacky. Name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Angel and Cordelia tell the group that they found a bunch of body parts mm-hmm. in the dumpster, but it didn't look like three whole girls. Because they yeah. were like, well, why would you just take somebody out of a grave, chop them up, and throw them in a dumpster? Yeah, it's weird. So they probably kept some parts and discarded others. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, well, why would you dump them five miles from the graveyard by the school? And Buffy's like, well, I think they're a student. And Willow who, says, who yeah. would be that well-versed in... Physiology, yeah. yeah. And yes, physiology. Yeah. And Willow says, I know about five or six guys in the science club and me. Yeah. Which is the second time Willow's like, could have been me. It could be me because I'm capable of this, like whatever it was. I can't remember the other episode where she said that. They're going to get these guys' locker numbers to do some uh, reconnaissance. Cordelia's like, oh, I can't, I'm not. I'm going home. I was just like swimming in a dumpster of body parts. So I'm going to go take a shower and burn my clothes. And Angel... Can you take, can you me, take home? me home? Oh. And he's like, um, doesn't want to. You can and tell. And then she just takes him, basically. And he's just like, okay, bye, guys. Oh, thank you, Angel. So it's very awkward. And Buffy doesn't like it, obviously. And I like how Xander's like, oh, I always pegged him as a one-woman vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the ice, the chill in the room when they, they all walk in and Angel and Xander greet each other. Yeah. He's like, Xander. Yes. He's like, Angel. They don't like each other. <laughs> they, they don't like each other. At Chris's house, Chris is going to leave the house and he's kind of saying bye to his mom. And we see that his mom is like in a, like a robe, like kind of like not really there. Yeah, disheveled. She doesn't even react or respond to him. She's watching a football game Mm -hmm. and doesn't respond to him. He's like, mom, I'm going to leave. Mom. And she she just is like not even there. So he just just leaves the house. So that's the kind of like home life he's dealing with. Obviously, his mother is not dealing with. The loss but of we can we can see that she's watching footage of uh, Daryl's uh, football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. living his glory days. I wrote hockey game. That's so funny. 
Oh, yeah, it's football. It's a Canadian thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just defaulted <laughs> to the national Canadian. sport of Canada. Who watches football? So <laughs> At school, uh, the Scoobies are searching the lockers. I do like, though, and then Giles is like, he's done this before, too. I do not condone this action as a school official. I cannot. This is not okay. And then he's like, she's like do you want a locker number? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, I just said it. I put it out there for the record that I don't condone this. But he knows, like, as a school to. teacher, he has to say, he has to be like, I, you guys shouldn't do this. Oh, it was like breaking into, like, the school, um, the school records. That's oh, what yeah. it was the first time. Uh, so, yeah, he's at it again. Willow's opening one, and she finds, like, this... Um, Scientific America or something. I oh yeah, and she's like, "This was one I haven't read yet." Yeah, yeah. So she's like, in like into another. Uh, got something more common with this guy. Why isn't she good on these guys? These yeah, smart guys at like, science actually, club. That's a good point. And then um, Xander. Somebody, somebody opens Eric's locker, right? I think it's it's Chris's first. Chris's locker. Xander yeah. opens Chris's locker. I'm sorry if this is wrong. I will put it in the show notes if we are wrong. I have these arrows going around. I don't know what I was thinking. It was like crazy. I didn't write enough. Yeah. He has like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. He's got tech, medical textbooks, which one of them is Grey's Anatomy. And that's Xander finds that in Chris's locker. And he's like, why? Everyone kind of comes around and they're like, why would he need that? Obviously, this is not, this is beyond suspicious. Like that he's, you know, they, they are like, okay, Chris is probably involved. And then Buffy opens Eric's locker. Yeah. And, and sees he- that there's like this newspaper yeah like kind of like a if you were gonna write a ransom note like how you clip out all the letters but it's the a body like magazine clippings of different women women's bodies so it's like oh they're making a girl they're gonna piece her together from other all these girls are digging up yeah and i think there was also oh yeah and then also in chris's locker i think they found a newspaper clipping of the accident yeah that was pretty damning yeah (laughs) Forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good catch. Yeah, they pull out a newspaper, and it's the article they were looking at, basically online. So the girls above the when, three girls. I will say at this point that when they opened Eric's locker and they found the creepy magazine cutout thing, mm-hmm. my mind went Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So at that very moment, I was like, "This is where this episode is going." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about Frankenstein. Totally. It's, I mean, that's exactly what I thought about it. And then you cut to the next scene, and what do you see? A Frankenstein set up lab. Yeah, we go to a lab, and Eric and Chris have a body under a sheet. Just like that's Frankenstein, if anybody yeah. has seen the movies. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I have seen the movie, but I do probably need to read the book. The book is so good, you guys. You need to read the book. It's like one of my favorite books ever. It was supposed ever, to be like ever. the first horror novel ever written, I think. And it's actually like, okay, I know it's old now, but it's it's still creepy. <laughs> yeah. But also it's like... um. It actually shows you a lot about human emotion and mm-hmm. empathy. It's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'll have to put that on my TBR. So they are, have a body under the sheet and Eric is hanging up pictures of that he took of the girls. So Cordelia, Willow and Buffy. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that they, they have, they have a sense of urgency that this needs to be finished. We have to finish it. They're not giving away too much to us, but that they need, they need to like, move quickly and the whole way Buffy doesn't understand why they'd be make a girl mm-hmm. Xander like uses this situation to like send a message of oh you don't fall in love with right in front of you, you want what's unattainable you want this like the okay. dream what they can't have mm-hmm. so the he's obviously talking about him the more yeah. attractive talking about him and Angel in Buffy's eyes obviously he's trying to send a message she's like dude she's told you your friends like you need to stop this let it go he needs to let it go 
it seems like he had. And I know exactly. I think it's just like tiger. it's annoying. Just like when you when you feel like you have let go of something, but then like when you see someone else in the picture, just I don't know. Sometimes it brings all those. I get it. Recovery up. isn't linear. Crushes ending crushes aren't that's, linear. So he had a little right. setback. That's right. And like as setback. as you said earlier, Buffy says love makes you do the wacky. Like when you have feelings for someone, it makes you do crazy ass things. That's true. Okay, we'll give but. him a pass in this moment. <laughs> um, they think that. Eric is making a girlfriend, but why would Chris get involved? Like, Chris is a nice guy. They know that Eric seems creepy, but, like, why would Chris get involved? They just, they think, you know, it could have something to do with his brother dying, that maybe he's trying to get ahead of death. And trying trying out some theories, like, why these guys would be trying to do this. Yep. And they come across Giles, who's clutching his his belongings, looking down the hallway, like, looking for someone. But he's basically, right, he's holding a vector graphics editor book. (laughs) What? Which... Doesn't seem like Giles at all. And I'm wondering is if he is holding this because he wants, because that's something Jenny, I think, would be into. Oh, so if he's trying okay. to, like, have something in common with her or learn something that he can, like, bring up in a conversation mm-hmm. and stuff. So, little FYI there. Okay. So, they come across him and he's looking. Jenny walks up, or she's about to walk up. And they're like, okay, good luck. And he's like, don't leave. Don't leave. And she's like, remember, you have a thing. I have a thing. <laughs> Um, and earlier she had said, Buffy had told Giles, like, ask her out for, for Mexican food right. and oh, yeah. for it. And so he's like, okay, okay. And she she's in a hurry. Jenny's in a hurry. So she's and walking by. he stumbles by. all over his words. He really does. He totally fails asking her out. <laughs> and she's she's trying to get to class and he's following her, trying to talk to her. And she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go. Like, I have to. And he's like, she oh, I want to. Yeah. yeah. And he's like. Oh, I, I want to suggest, uh, uh, and then he's like taking back his words, and he's like, "Oh, no, I don't mean that." I mean, and he's just totally bumbling the whole thing. So the the bell rings, and she goes into the classroom, and he's like, "Idiot!" <laughs> he's so mad at himself. <laughs> so cute. And then she pops back out. She's like, "Hey, if you're going to the game, whatever you're going to tell me, you can tell me then." And he's like, "The football game?" She's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "I, I always go." And he's like, "Oh, me too. Always do." And she's right. like, yeah, afterwards, we can pick, I can pick up after work, I mean, after school, after school's out, and we can go for Mexican, and we can go there. And we can go together. That was, yeah. So and, he totally uh, missed the boat, and she just swooped in and saved him. And she asked him out. So she asked him out. Yes, and then he closes, he's like, that went well, I think. It's like, yeah, she just did it. Exactly. Dude, she just asked you out. She's going to have to with a guy like that. Yeah. She had to make the first move. Yep. But he's happy. He's happy with the outcome. That's cute. Yeah. Super In cute. the science room, Willow's trying to figure out how they would even bring this person to life. How to like, recreate bodies. Yeah, how would this even work? And they, Buffy comes in and says, okay, it's official. Eric and Chris are not in school today. So that leads more evidence that they're up to something. Giles comes in and said he talked to somebody in the press and that they had they found three heads in, a in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have a head. Yeah, so they're like a step short of finishing, basically. Yeah, so they 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 still need that to complete their masterpiece. Mm-hmm. In Chris's basement, uh, almost they talk, keep talking about they're almost out of time without a head, and they, they have this urgency. Eric wants to kill a living person for the head, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and Chris doesn't want to. Yeah, Chris doesn't want to go. And that Chris either. is also trying to say like they have time. Eric says they don't. They kind of go back and forth on that. Like muscular atrophy is going to set in. It's going to be re- irreversible. Yeah, and I think this is the part where they're like, the three girls was a happy accident. They can't mm-hmm. keep waiting for another. And then, yeah, that's when Eric was just like, well, let's kill somebody. And Chris says he can't. 
And then... And then is the reveal of the episode where... This is the surprise. Daryl, Chris's brother, comes out of the shadows says, saying that... So he's, like, been resurrected. And you can tell he's, good, like... He looks very, like, Frankenstein's monster. He's kind of, like, bolt... Like, kind of... Like, so, stitched so together. together yeah. yeah, he's, like, mm-hmm. stitched back together. So you can yep. tell he had, like, a traumatic head injury. Like... Yeah. When yep. he died, because his face is all stitched together and other parts of him are all stitched. Yep. And he comes out and basically pleads to his brother, Chris, that when he brought me back, he said I wouldn't be alone. So this is basically a companion Frankenstein's for Daryl. Yeah, for Daryl. Yeah. So um, that's what Chris's goal is, to make his brother a companion, because his brother yeah. can't go out in public. I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize that's where the episode was gonna go. Mm-hmm. When I when I picked the Frankenstein thread earlier, I didn't realize there already was a Frankenstein. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Is it Frankenstein the doctor? Um and the monster is a monster. Yes, that's that's true. Yes, you're okay. right. Yeah. I know it's people say that like, like it's just easier to say it's Frankenstein, but I yeah. I haven't read the book, but I just wanted to like confirm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's really pleading with Chris help him not be alone for the rest of his undead life his new life whatever and eric is like when you take a like when you take a life to make a life it's a wash (laughs) like what that's crazy yeah chris's uh i mean sorry eric's logic isn't no isn't all there daryl finally talks his brother into accepting somebody he doesn't like it but he's gonna do it for him and then uh, Eric asks him to pick who he wants. Yeah, out of the pictures. And Daryl picks Cordelia. Of course. He's yeah. like, ooh, good taste. And I really do like how this scene ends. When he's singing my, Eric's singing my girl. And he like clips off Cordelia's head in the picture. So creepy. Yeah, it was great. I loved that. <laughs> okay. In the library, Willow comes upon, like she gives the reveal because she's so smart. That the reason they didn't use the heads is because the girls died a week ago and the formaldehyde. Already learned for brain decomposition. Yeah, had already destroyed the heads for them. And also something earlier I was thinking of, but as I, it makes a little bit more sense after watching it several times. I was like, why do they have to dig up the other girls? Like you can tell if a grave has been dug up or or not, but they only died last week. Mm -hmm. So the grave would look disturbed, but why didn't they like, they, when they took Meredith, they didn't like put all the stuff back in the. No, no, that was weird too. Because like Buffy fell into her grave. Yeah. So they so had to dig up the other graves. Though. Maybe they got interrupted and they didn't get a chance to like close it up again. Maybe. Because it didn't match. Interesting. So, but yeah, that's true. Anyway, I that did occur to me. So yeah, Willow says the formaldehyde ruined the heads, and Giles was like, of course. He so annoyed at himself that he didn't come up with this. And Buffy is like, okay, we're ending this now. Because Willow's like, you don't think they would actually, like, kill someone because they're going to need a really fresh head. Yeah. And Buffy's like, I'm not giving them any benef- the benefit of any doubt. And so Buffy is going to go to Chris's house. She's going to send Willow and Xander to Eric's house. And they're going to meet at the football game because Giles has a date. He's like, oh, um, I need to be at the football game. She's like, fine. I, this was a cute world reversal because remember at the in last season when Buffy had the date and she was trying to, like, oh, when was it? The never kill boy on the first date was that yeah so yeah. i like this role reversal where just mm-hmm. like i i mean i have a date so yeah yeah uh, so, and buffy doesn't give him too much guff no and, she doesn't yeah. at all she could she's like, yeah she she'd was, be in, she in rights she wouldn't be in her rights to do so but, but she, she was supportive yeah she's kind of like okay I, we can't worry about it let's go like i can't they don't have time to mess with you about it 
Uh, so they're going to meet. They're all going to meet back at the football game to reconvene at Chris's house. Slash, we'll get into his basement. Buffy meets Chris's pretty unresponsive mother yeah. and says, like, oh, I'm a friend of Chris's. And it's kind of like, is he home? And she's not really responding. And we see that she's, again, watching a game, football game, where you can hear people chanting Daryl. And she kind of, like, explains to, like, what a great play Daryl did and all of this. And she's just going on about Daryl. And Buffy's like, is Chris home? And she's, like, not even really aware. No. She just wants to talk about Daryl's play. Yeah. And says that he would have been 19 next week. Yeah. And Buffy I feel just like, like I, I feel bad for Chris in this moment. Yeah, obviously his mother just couldn't deal with yeah. the death, yeah, the death of her first son, and like kind of just forgot she had another one. Yeah. Unfortunately, so Buffy just kind of walks down into the basement because the mom isn't. Yep. Like she's like whatever, I have free reign of this whole house. Yeah. So she walks down to the basement and finds kind of like blueprints, essentially. Mm-hmm. For the Franken girls, when I put her down in my notes. Franken girls, that's cute. And then she also sees the pictures that yeah. are taken of her and Willow and Cordelia. And Cordelia's head is stuck onto the like, essentially the blueprint. Yep. So she's like, so, oh no, okay, Cordelia is the that is yep. gonna be the one that's gonna Buffy be gets it. threatened. She hears someone starting to oh, and when she's looking at this, we see Daryl sneak out of the back mm-hmm. and he's kind of coming up he's to watching. her. Yep. He's getting ready to attack her, yep. but he's trying to sneak up. But Buffy hears somebody upstairs and quickly jumps out the window, like the basement yeah. window. So Daryl Daryl knows somebody's onto them. She didn't see Daryl, but Daryl knows that, you know, people are sniffing yeah. around. And it's the girl, you know, she was obviously in one of the pictures. In the locker room, Cordelia's getting ready for the football game. And everyone leaves the locker room. She's the last one. And Chris shows up there and scares her. And she's like, Chris, what are you doing in here? Yeah. And he kind of just looks away from her. And then Eric puts a bag over her head. Eric grabs her. Oh, my yeah, God. To so like, abduct her. Yeah. Yep. And he can tell Chris looks very, he does not want to do this. No. He looks very guilty. He can't even look at her. He looks a little distraught. Yeah. He, he just basically was meant to distract her so Eric could, like, grab her. But he just looks away from her because he just yeah, he's just he is so guilty about doing this. They're kind of struggling on the ground. And Buffy runs in and smacks Eric a good Today, one. That's and, right. yeah, Eric, run, they run he off. He runs away, yeah. They both run off. Cordelia's like, it's okay. I need to be the pyramid apex. So I need yeah, to Yeah, she just jumps right back on. Thing. And she's like, whatever, it's fine. I was almost abducted, but whatever. Let's just move on with life. Yeah. Buffy's like, are you sure you're okay to go out there? She's like, yeah, 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 I gotta go. Buffy's like, okay. She kind of heads further into the locker room. Chris, and Chris has been, he's hiding in there and comes out. Eric's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He like roadrunnered it right out of there. But she finally gets Chris to tell him about Daryl. Or he yep. says like, he'll be, he'll be alone. Like, I can't leave him alone. He was always the, worked out for me. He was always there for me. I can't mm-hmm. just leave him. And, and then Buffy comes to the realization. Yeah. That it's Daryl that he's making yeah. the girl for. And Buffy's shocked, of course. Yep. The basement. Yeah. Daryl is mm. in a rage. Mm-hmm. He's really pissed <laughs> he's off. angry. Because he thinks, like, now that Buffy knows... He doesn't know who Buffy is. But somebody's been sniffing around. And that mm-hmm. they, he won't be able to get the head. And he won't have his yeah. his companion. But Eric and says he'll help. Eric's like, we don't need your brother. We'll, we'll so do weird. it. I don't... We'll do yeah. it to two of us. God, Eric. Eric's psycho, and he obviously just wants to kill people and, like, mess I with bodies and stuff. Yes, so, yeah. Because he, he has no skin in this game. Yeah. Like, Chris is, Chris is, I understand why Chris is conflicted, and he loves, make, love makes you do the wacky, right? He mm-hmm. loves his brother, and yep. this is why he's clouded. But I don't know, Eric's just a sicko, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Buffy and Chris decide to go yeah. back to the basement, but Daryl's gone. 
Mm-hmm. The whole place is like ransacked because Daryl yeah. was mad. So uh, she's like, where where would they go now? Um, or they know that Cordelia is still in danger. At the football game, Giles and Jenny are on their first date, and Giles is making fun of American football. football. <laughs> and he says, like, it's just rugby. And she's like, is this a good, this is your stra- new normal strategy for a first date? He's like, would you say so date? Cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's like, yeah, you caught that, right? He's, she's like, <laughs> yes, I asked you on a date, you dumb dummy. And he's like, woohoo, he's all happy. <laughs> Willow and Xander show up and say there was nothing at Eric's but some, like, really adventurous porn and a lot of computers. <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, you guys can go away. And he's like, oh, no, we'll sit, we'll sit. So he kind of, they crash. They crash the date. Jenny and Giles' date. Daryl is under the bleachers watching the game, and he's, like, really sad watching the game. Yeah, kinda like, he's watching the football, fo- yeah, football players. It was a big part of his life, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and he's upset. Perfect. And then he also sees Cordy there, which is yep. who's his target. When Cordy goes over to take a break, she goes to get some water, he grabs her. She screams as like something happens in the game, so everybody cheers, so nobody hears her scream, and he and he drags her away. Chris and Buffy arrive, and they can't find Cordelia. No. So that's not a good sign. At the lab, Daryl and Eric have Cordelia blindfolded and like tied down to a table. Yeah, like a gurney. Yeah, like a gurney. And she's like, "Oh, just un- unblindfold me." And eventually, he uh, who does? oh Daryl unblindfolds her, and she starts immediately screaming. Of course, she does screaming. And then she actually recognizes who it is mm-hmm. and says, like, Daryl? And he said, I, obviously, this, they knew each other. Yeah, and I thought that speech was interesting, how he's like, I didn't, he, like, he's like, I didn't appreciate you when, when you liked me. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing for mm-hmm. him to say to her. I don't know. Cordelia's popular, but she would have been about, quite a bit younger than him. Yeah. She, she would have been, been a freshman. Been, she might not have been as popular back then. Like, she's grown, a, like, I mean, she's probably more popular. Maybe, yeah. She's probably... Yeah, she's yeah, she's more grown now. So, yeah. Um, so obviously he sees life differently mm-hmm. than like the popular jock, yep. and he feels badly that he didn't like he's, notice her before. He's been humbled by death. He has been. There you go. <laughs> Quote. He's been humbled <laughs> by death. He really has. Yeah, and by loneliness yeah. and stuff. So yeah, he's like, we can be together now, and I'm sorry that I didn't see you before. Yeah. And she's like, and- oh God. Yeah, and Eric, Eric's like, oh, don't worry, you'll wake up in the body of a 17-year-old. Oh, actually, several. How does that help? Oh, my God. Yeah, and he lifts the sheet. Ugh. And Cordy sees it and, again, starts screaming her head off. Yeah, we don't see it, but yeah. She no, but she sees, sees it. it and, and it's very uh, traumatizing. Yeah, she's a bit traumatized. A bit traumatized. A bit. At the game, Chris tells, oh, okay, I guess this is, like, separated. Chris tells Buffy that they went to the lab and then to go get Xander and Willow. So I guess that's a little tiny scene there. And we're back in the lab, and Cordelia tries to talk Daryl out of it. Yep. She's like, we don't have to do this. Like, I'll be with you anyway. And he doesn't believe her for a second, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, we'll just be together anyway. You don't have to do this. And he's like, yeah, sure. When we we'll, we'll do this, away. you like, won't be able, you won't want to be out in public, so you'll be with me. You'll just want to stay with me. That's great. And Super Eric, romantic. Yeah. You'll be so hideous that you'll just want to be with me. <laughs> they can hide together time. forever. Yeah. So Eric, this is interesting, like turns on a flame and is sanitizing a blade. Oh, yeah. I'm like, if he's just going to kill her and chop her head off, why does it matter if it's sanitized? But I don't know. Maybe they're worried. Like, doesn't mean that Daryl and slash his future companion, Zom Cordy or whatever, are. Frank and Cordy. Yeah, Frank and Cordy are going to be like. 
in uh, indestructible. So maybe he is actually concerned there could be an infection. Yeah, I don't know how this reanimation. I mean, I get works, why so. they needed the fire, like going forward, but I'm like, and it yeah. makes like I just like that's funny. I don't I really know, know the rules of this reanimation, so maybe they actually they maybe it was legitimate that they needed to sterilize the knife. Oh, okay, just a little thing I noticed. Yeah, he's about to uh, cut her, start hacking her head off. Yep. Yeah, hacking her head off, and Buffy shows up and starts fighting Daryl. Well, wait though, she. Eric throws the knife at her. Yeah, he she yeah. catches it. Mm-hmm. I love that he scene. Does. That was so great. It okay, was like anyway. the one and only, like the last hurrah from Eric. After that, he's like, doesn't <laughs> really. He's he gets shoved. He gets smacked out. Or and also, one of the gurneys knock into a gasoline can or right. a container, and yep. mm-hmm. some gasoline gets spilled out. Yeah. And Buffy and Daryl start fighting. Eric tries to like leave. Like he's like, I'm out of here. This is getting too crazy now. Even for him, he has his limits. But he gets, he, gets, out. he gets knocked out, so he's laying by, laying by the doorway, kind of. And then the fire starts. Yeah, they keep fighting, and the gasoline, the fire goes around the gasoline, and then there's a fire. And Cordy is just screaming her head off, as usual. Oh, yeah, like, Get me out of here, here, Buffy! Get me out of here, as usual. Well, Xander's... Okay, so, yeah, Xander and Willow and Giles show up. Mm-hmm. Buffy struggles fighting with Daryl, and then um, Xander gets Cordelia. Yeah, Willow and Giles drag Eric out, yep. and Xander's trying to get... Will uh, Cordy out of the constraints? The fire is just, or yeah, he can't, so he has to just take the whole gurney out. Yeah, he just rolls the whole gurney, jumps on top of it, and woo, just slides yeah. her out of the room. Saves the day. Yeah, and Jenny's there too. You see a very little glimpse. We get a glimpse of Jenny. We, oh, I miss we see that. her okay. later. Okay. At, we see her that. after, but she we do okay. see her for a tiny bit. Daryl kind of like knocks Buffy. She's she's dazed on the ground. He's about to put like a desk. He's about to smash her ah, head with a smash desk. Smash her head in. Yeah, and Chris shows up and tells him to stop. Yeah. And, and he, he does. Yeah, he does. He stops. And he sees that the fire's engulfing the body of his so he, would-be bride. So he goes, he goes to be with his Frankenbride. Yeah, so he just runs over and says, like, no, mine, we'll be together, and all this. And it's sad. It is really sad, actually. And he kind of just climbs top of the gurney, and he burns a lot. He burns, too. If you if you read the Frankenstein book, it's also a very sad ending, actually. Mm, okay. Yeah. I've seen the movie, but it's been a million years, so. Chris tries to go after his brother. Buffy stops him because it's not safe. And everybody's upset. And we just basically, Daryl stays with the body and burns. Yeah, that's sad. Outside the lab, um, because of the fire, there's a lot of fire department. The fire department's all there. And Buffy and Chris talk about bringing Daryl back. And Daryl, Chris says that when he brought him back, Daryl said he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, actually. And Chris just felt an obligation to his brother. Because obviously his brother was like super popular. And I don't think Chris has ever been in that situation. But obviously Daryl was a good brother to Chris. Yeah, he said that he was always looking out for him. Yeah, so, even in their different, like, kind of social standings. Yeah. He was just trying to, like, do the same, I guess. Yeah, look out for his big brother, because he always looked out for him. Yeah. Um, But Daryl said you shouldn't have done it when, yeah. you know, he came back. And then Angel arrives and said, I saw the fire, figured you'd be here. <laughs> saw the fire, figured it was uh, you would be around. I like how Jenny says, rule of thumb for first dates is nothing too exciting, because then the second date will be boring. And he's all like, ooh, second date. Yeah, he's like, actually, this is like a, a pretty slow night since I moved here. What? Did you say second date? <laughs> and again, she says, you caught that, didn't you? So yeah, she's still still on the Giles train. Choo-choo. Like, she's, yeah. she she's likes still, him. She's ready to hop aboard, for sure. <laughs> she's ready to hop aboard. You're yes. so cute. I love that. <laughs> Cordelia, she's, we've really seen like a handful of episodes. She's really growing. Yeah. I said thank Xander for saving her. But Xander's talking to Willow about how they're lamenting how everybody's paired up vampires, even librarians. And then (laughs) Cordy's trying to thank him. And like, 
being very genuine and like, thank you mm-hmm. so much for saving my life. And she starts saying, if there's anything I can do, and he just cuts her off and he's like, uh, do you mind? We're having a moment here. Like we're talking. And then he turns back to Willow and he's like, do you ever wonder why we don't get dates? And I was <laughs> like, that right there is why <laughs> that, yes, that made me laugh. Yeah. Well, Cordy's face is like, um, okay. It just like walks away. Like, sorry to even try. That, that was my, you. that was my favorite scene, by the way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Xander says something like, do you feel like it's the musical chairs and like the music stopped and we're the only two without a chair in the graveyard later, Angel and Buffy are walking doing patrolling and, and this is where she says love makes you do that yeah again. angel admits well they, they kind of talk about chris going to the lengths that he did to make his brother happy and be there mm-hmm. for his brother and he just like, took it too far and buffy again repeats willow's line from before saying love makes you the wacky and he's like what <laughs> yeah like this is slang that's before my time the kids, or the after kids my time. words yeah he doesn't yeah. understand and he does admit to being jealous of Xander yeah. because of everything that and she's like, I don't love Xander. He's like, yeah, but he's in your life in a way that I can never be. Yep. He gets to eat your food with you and this and that. And he gets to do this and he gets to hear your thoughts and complaints, which Angel definitely can He gets can to see hear. you in the sunlight. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Buffy reassures him that she doesn't have feelings for Xander. Yep. Holds They hold hands and she walks him home because it's yeah, going to be. I thought that was really cute, actually. It was cute. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be. He can sense the dawn coming. Yeah, and they just walk home. So they're definitely moving along, even though they said yep. we can't we can't be together. Yeah, <laughs> they can't help it. Happening. Yeah, yeah, they can't help it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene was Giles getting caught practicing <laughs> that whole thing and them teasing yeah. him. Oh. Mwah, chef's kiss i love it it was so buffy i loved it and then my favorite line was love makes you do the wacky because that was pretty much the theme mm-hmm. theme of the whole episode my favorite scene was when xander and Miller were talking and cordelia tries to like <laughs> yeah and i just like i don't so i don't know anything about the show obviously like i don't i don't i don't know what's gonna happen but yeah. like i'm just gonna put this out here but when cordelia came up and was trying to thank xander and was trying to like say hey if there's anything i can do I don't know if that looked like foreshadowing that Xander and Cordelia would ever get together. I thought Mm. that was like that kind of that was like a little. Yeah, I planted a seed in my mind, which is hilarious because they're just so opposites. They kind of hate each other. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're going to do something. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah. So I'm just going to put that out there Mm -hmm. as a Buffy newbie. Like maybe that's a theory. I don't know. It's a theory. I have got a theory. That's season six. Never mind. We'll see. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. cool. Yeah, we'll put that on the. On the cork board. See if it happens. So my favorite line was, thank you, Cyrano. And I don't remember what my other favorite line was. It Uh, was. Wait, I think it was. Love makes you do the wacky, the what? Crazy stuff. Oh, crazy like a 241-year-old being jealous of a high school junior. And then, are you fessing up? I thought about it. I'm not in love with Xander. Yeah, but he's a part of your life. He gets to be there when I can't take your classes, eat your meals, hear your jokes and complaints. He gets to see you in the sunlight. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, my state grading was a 4.7. 4.7? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize we could do between 0.5 and point. Oh, no? Okay. I, oh. You were no. like, can we do decibel points? I said, yeah, we can do whatever decibel points. Oh, are. okay. Okay. All right, so I thought it was really well written. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. Loved, loved, like, the, it was just like the Buffy sauce. Let's do another Buffy sauce episode for me. Sauce. Special okay. sauce, yeah. Yep. So funny. Uh, great couple interactions. Loved the Buffy Angel stuff. The Giles Jenny stuff was like top notch. Loved so it. So cute. 
really loved it. I think it was, it was a so-so plot. It was good. It was the good plot was good. It, it was pretty good. I think it got brought down because the guest star acting wasn't amazing. Okay. I didn't yeah. feel like Eric was the best, I think, but I think Chris and Daryl's <laughs> acting wasn't as good. So it was a little bit like made that storyline a bit for me. Okay. Uh, it brought it down a little bit. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, everything else I loved about it. Um, I actually gave it a five. Yeah. 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 I everything that you said, I really liked. Yeah, the Giles and Jenny stuff, the Buffy and Angel stuff. Um, even just like I thought Xander and Mullo were also really good in this episode. Like mm-hmm. I think I really liked everything. Um, I liked the plot. Like I liked the nod to Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought it, like the character development was good. It was yeah, like you said, really funny. So yeah. Yep. What's my question for next week? Okay. In next week's episode, School Hard, the welcome sign to the the welcome to Sunnydale sign gets destroyed. How? Asteroid? No. Oh, wow. Uh, Woo! Um, that's some. That's a lot of money for CGI for season two. <laughs> like a hurricane? No. Tornado? No. No. Fire? Oh wait, no fire. We're going with fire. Well, the natural disasters that could happen there would be earthquake, fire, uh, or it could be some other means. Or something something not, yeah. Nature, not nature. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say fire, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Not asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> never say never when it comes to Buffy. Maybe That's in a different true. season there's something freaky. Maybe aliens come. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? All right, yeah. Okay, so we'll go with fire. Sunnydale, welcome. Welcome to Sunnydale sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. That wraps up season two, episode two, Some Assembly Required. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps in YouTube and Instagram at One Girl in All the World Pod. You can also email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with season two, episode three, School Hard, which is a good one for me because we get to meet my favorite character in all of the Buffy verse. Oh. Okay, yeah. I think I know who this character is. It's a good one. This episode really kicks off. We meet two. him already? Mm-hmm. No. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this episode really kicks off season two. I mean, like, really things start moving. Like, for the, like the, the first episode definitely was about season one. Season, episode two was its own thing. And then I think we do get those, like, throughout the season very much singular episodes like okay. self-contained episodes yeah, yeah okay. standalones and then like but next se- next episode really gets the ball moving for the season two finale Ooh. it starts it starts the the, the process okay so it's important i'm episode. intrigued yeah all right okay so slay real soon all right bye guys <laughs>